Hey! Welcome to Band Practice. We're so glad you could join us uh, for our very first episode. We are going to be doing um, answering your guys' questions that you submitted to us, but first we wanted to introduce ourselves because you probably don't know who we are. I am Emma, and I'm one of the co-hosts. And a little bit about me, I'm 25. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. We are Arizona girlies. Well, some of us, not anymore. Um, (laughs) And I don't know, a little bit about me, I guess. Like I am a corporate girly working nine to five. I work in social media for a local power utility. I know it sounds very exciting. And then on my lunch breaks and after hours, I am grinding on that TikTok. So, yeah. I'm Madison, the other co-host. I'm 24. I was born and raised in Phoenix, but last month I moved to Denver with my husband. So it's been really fun and a nice change. For my job, I don't really have one. I unfortunately have like 17 and none (laughs) at the same time. I don't know. But I nanny part-time. I am a health coach, so if you want any health or wellness services, I'm your gal. And then I also make content on Instagram and TikTok, and I recently started doing UGC content, and it's a good little side hustle, so yeah. I love it. She said multiple (laughs) revenue streams, grinding for them likes, baby. Oh yeah, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we have some really fun questions that you all submitted to us, just to kind of get to know us, get to know our opinions. So I'll start us off, just some introductory get to know us sharing our friendship story. So how do we know each other? So Madison and I actually met in second grade. So cute. It's a really cute and funny story. We weren't even like that close, but one day I came up to her probably at like recess and was like, you want to be in a commercial? I remember it wasn't even at recess. I remember it was like maybe after recess, like story time. <laughs> we we were going to like go pick up books. Like we got to choose our own books. And you like pulled me to the side and you were like literally in full caster director or casting director mode. You were like, so do you want to be in a commercial or what? And I was like, yeah, how did you know? And so she invited me to a like resort and we rode the water slide. Like we got to ride the water slide all day because they needed it in the back of the shot. So funny. Yeah. So my mom was like a a marketing manager, I guess, at a local resort. And so... A lot of times for like these different campaigns, she would just like source it in the house, baby. And so I'd be like, sign me up. And I was like, I know just the girl. I, I knew yeah, she was a I was star scouted. from the beginning. Yeah, I scouted her and I was like, yeah, she's going to be big. I wish we could find that commercial, but I've I've never been able to to source it to this day. It also wouldn't be that interesting because we were like little uh, yeah. specs on it too. Literally, we're like background. not the star of the show. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, like it though. I felt like the main character. Yeah, I was like, I better get my my slide form right and correct. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I like did a hair flip like halfway down. <laughs> I was really serving on that water slide. It was giving. And then ever since then, we've just kind of like I don't know, popped into each other's lives. I feel like we didn't have many classes together growing up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I remember you invited me to um, your fourth grade birthday party. And she had this reptile man come. He had all these reptiles. It was like show and telling. And there's like this huge boa. And I remember we all like held it like in a line across the body. And it was, I was like, I'm really scared. But I think Matt, I like always thought you were so cool. So I was like, I need to keep it together. 
Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a horse girl, but I was a reptile girl. And I don't know. I remember he came to our school and I was like, Mom, that's what I want. Like, I want the reptile man. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, but everyone just had to go with it and be like, oh, okay. Like, I'll touch the snake, even though I think nobody wanted to be there. Like, nobody. (laughs) We did it for you. Yeah. And then after that, I, I feel like we kind of parted ways. Yeah. Until... Our sophomore year, we had a class together. Yes. And, yeah, I remember like then I followed you on like I think Twitter because that was what we were doing yeah. back then. And we were both like fangirls and mm-hmm. we both made YouTube videos. So we just kind of were like, hey, like let's yeah. be friends again. We have a lot in common. And it just, yeah, we've been best friends ever since. Yeah. Those were the days. I remember like you were like one of the only other people that was like openly a fangirl and I respected mm-hmm. that so much and oh, yeah. I, di- I didn't have like a fan twitter account and a normal i just like oh, yeah for some was... reason boldly was like i love harry styles doing it on, on the main account <laughs> yeah i was shameless i don't know <laughs> i love it mm-hmm. next up how did we come up with the name and <laughs> <laughs> i think it was like shortly after we graduated high school I think Emma was away at college. I had just dropped out of college, but I think it was the summer. And so we both were back at home. And me and Emma and our good friend Dom and Dom's sister, we would like all hang out in Dom's basement. And then I remember one day we were like, let's start a band. Like, (laughs) let's let's like just like write music and start a band. It never went anywhere, but we all look back very fondly on it. It was like, yes. for some reason, a pivotal moment. And our name was the Shimos, like the female emos. So that was a moment that we had. It really was. <laughs> I, I I, don't know. And like, yeah, we'd be like, are, so are we having band practice tonight? And it would mm-hmm. literally just be us hanging out. None yeah, of us yeah. could really play an instrument, but. No, I think Dom can play like three yeah. different instruments and none of us could play anything else but we just kind of used it as an excuse to hang out and like make it sound cool it was like a it was like a grown-up play date like band practice (laughs) and and we loved it that is such a good way to explain it yeah so we thought that'd be like a fun name to kind of feel like we're all like hanging out we're meeting up for band practice the band is getting together and we're having a little pre pre pre-playing gossip sesh oh yeah i love it it's so good (laughs) okay so now you, you're kind of prefaced on who we are, how we know each other, how this podcast came to be, and now we're going to get into some other exciting questions. So the first one is, what's the three-band lineup of your ideal concert? And we kind of discussed this. We chose artists that we mutually love and adore. So we started with Frank Ocean because, Fantastic. as many of us know, that he just doesn't really perform live, which I respect, but any chance I, I could have, I would take. Yeah, it'd be like a rare, a rare opportunity. So I think yeah. that would be like very special. I've never seen him live and it's it's really sad, but I love mm-hmm. him. Next, we chose Harry Styles. Like we previously mentioned, we were we're recovered fangirls. <laughs> and my main we've my retired. main man was Harry Styles. Yeah, we're retired. Same I wouldn't say recovered. <laughs> I, I still struggle with it. My main man was Harry Styles like day one. Mm-hmm. So I have to choose him. I have seen him live many times, but. Yeah, got to put him on there. Absolutely. Yeah, fun fact, we were both – I know, like, a lot of, like, young Harry fans are like, oh, I wish I was, like, a One Direction fan when they toured with Five Seconds of Summer, and oh. we were there. Oh, we were I there, baby. I was supposed to be Third in the video, row. baby. <laughs> Third row, baby. I was there. Oh, so yeah. good. <laughs> and then our, our third 
band or artist for our, our ideal concert is Noah Khan. We like to say we are his very first fans because, long story short, one of his friends that we met one time showed us his very first single that he released, like the month he released it in 2017. And we both were like shook. We were like, whoa, this this is a bop and, and a tune. And we've followed along ever since. And we've seen him live multiple times each. We've met him and... I, he's like my biggest like parasocial relationship like i think we are best friends oh yeah he i think know. he like knows that we've been there since day one but he <laughs> yeah, does know. not know that it's but like, i'm like no i am leave. your number one fan <laughs> <laughs> we're actually yeah. seeing him later this year yeah i'm so excited i'm glad he's popping off on tiktok yeah too. he's getting like the recognition that he deserves it's, absolutely he's also hilarious like he's so if we could funny do- if we could do like a concert and then hang out with them all after, that would just like oh I'd be gosh. on my ass laughing. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> He's so funny. He's like one of the the few like musical artists that I follow that I'm like, I, I would genuinely follow you even if I like didn't like your music. Like you're just actually hilarious. Next one, somebody asked for our favorite skincare products right now. Mine I feel like are new favorites that I have. The first one I put is Sunday Riley Good Jeans. It's like a serum kind of thing. And it is so good. I've been using it for like just a couple of weeks, but I feel like it's literally transformed my skin. Like it's it's insane. It's so good. Mm. I hear such good things. I was going to say, you're like my favorite influencer. So like anything you say is good. I'm like, I trust her with my life and I will oh. buy everything you say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know why I never hopped on the Sunday Riley train. Like I'd see people post it and I just never got around to trying it. And now I am I am fully on the train. I'm their number one fan. One of my favorites is from the brand Fresh. It's their kombucha facial treatment essence. It's like a really thin, almost like water-like consistency. I was actually at Ulta once and one of their um, associates came up and was like asking me if I was looking for anything. And I was like, honestly, I just kind of want something new in my skincare routine. But, like, I'm really open to anything. And she showed me this. And, of course, like, the full-size bottle is, like, 70 bucks. I was like, okay. So I got, like, the small one, which is, like, 30. And it's actually been lasting me a really long time. But I just use it almost like a toner. And I just feel like my skin has been really, like, smooth and kind of clear and just, I don't know. I just love using it. It feels really refreshing. I'll have to try it. I've never even, yeah. I don't think I've like seen it online or heard anyone talk about it or anything. I know. You're hearing it here first. Yeah, it's a hidden gem. <laughs> <laughs> My other favorite are the Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads. I don't even know if that's how you say it, but Dr. Dennis Gross, if that's not your name, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry but to that you, man. No, I'm so sorry to that man, but he he saved my life. Like his <laughs> products are so good. I've used a couple of them, specifically like the vitamin C ones are really good too. Mm. But in like my teens and high school years, I never had acne at all. I thought I was in the clear and then when I was like 21, 22, it really hit hard. Like mm. so bad. I contemplated going on Accutane. It was like a whole thing. I cried about it like every day, but it's yeah. fine. So I've healed a lot of my acne, but now of course I have scarring and like discoloration. I don't have any like textural scars. I don't know what those are called, but I just have mm-hmm. like, yeah, like discoloration. Yeah. And so I've really been using a lot of products that help with that. And I feel like the peel pads, they're like a little chemical peel at home, like a gentle one because I have sensitive skin and it doesn't like dry out my skin or anything, but I feel like it just kind of expedites the healing process of like acne and acne scarring so 
Yeah, love those. I, I really need to use that because I've been considering getting a chemical peel, but I'm kind of afraid of it. So maybe I should start mm-hmm. out with something like that. Yeah, I got one not that long ago. And so I took a break from the peel pads, but then I started using them again and I was like, I can just do this at home. Like, yeah, it literally transforms my skin just as much. So it's crazy. Wow. Um, my last skincare fave is the Origins Clear Improvement Face Wash. I have been using this for a few years, actually. And similar to Madison, when I was in college, I like really started to break out and I like could not figure out what was triggering it. And then eventually when I like found this face wash, I was like able to kind of get it under control and whatnot. But I'm like afraid to stop using it now because anytime I like travel or something and I like don't have it with me, I notice a difference in my skin. So yeah, it's just, it's my ultimate favorite and I don't think I'll ever stray away from it because it just keeps my breakouts at bay. And it's also super gentle. Like I've never had any issues with it and it foams, which is my favorite. And it feels your skin feels clean afterwards, but not like stripped clean, if you know what I mean. On the topic of like you were too scared to uh, stop using it, I feel like mm-hmm. nobody talks about the trauma bond between you and products that helped you yes. when you had acne or like products that you weren't sure if they were making you break out. Like mm-hmm. I remember for the first couple, I don't know, I want to say like a year after my acne started clearing up, I was like, too scared to use anything or try anything new. I just use like CeraVe and like yeah. the most basic of products because I was like, I am so scared to go back to any of the products that like might have been causing this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's nice to it's... recover from that and be able to branch out and like find find your new faves. So real. Speaking of faves, we got asked oatmeal tier list. So if you don't know, Madison is the queen of oat you, milk. You said oatmeal, but oat milk, oh. yes. <laughs> I love Quaker. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oat milk tier list. I got breakfast on my mind, baby. <laughs> and Madison is like the queen of oat milk. I feel you were like the person that inspired me to first drinking oat milk like years ago before it was actually like big and hip. But mm-hmm. I would love to hear what what your favorite oat milk brand milk oat milk brands <laughs> are. <laughs> oat milk is. The best. And recently it's been getting hate because mm. of preservatives and oils and whatever, which like I don't I don't care. Like yeah. you can pry this oat milk out of my cold dead hands because Will it ever be enough? <laughs> I know, right? Like, please. Um, but my my tier list, I feel like it's a little controversial. My number Ooh. one favorite oat milk. Yeah, I'm about to stir the pot with this. <laughs> my number one is homemade. And I I never make my own oat milk (laughs) (laughs) i love when people make it for me yeah 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 i love it when they have like homemade oat milk at a cafe but also Mm -hmm. i've made it i went through phases where i would make it at home but it's just kind of like annoying i don't have a big blender right now but when you do put in the effort i think it's it tastes the best and you can also like control the sweetness control the thickness like yeah you can really you can really customize your oat milk and i think oh god my mic fell (laughs) cut that out (laughs) (laughs) I just personally never never actually make it anyways so when I'm not making my own which is most of the time my top one is Oatly she's been there since the beginning she's been my OG favorite specifically the barista version is really Mm -hmm. good it's a little more expensive so I don't always buy it but that one is like ideal next one nobody talks about this nobody's gonna like it Chobani Chobani makes a really good oat milk. They have 
like different versions of it. They have the original, they have the extra creamy, which is delicious in coffee. And then they have like a zero sugar one, which is good as well. And then my my most recent favorite has been minor figures. And it's just like little uh, non-perishable cartons. And it's really good. And the packaging is really cute. I just love them. Yeah. And then bottom of the barrel is like the three ingredient, four ingredient ones, like milk and stuff mm. like that. Milk is probably my favorite of the bunch, but like the ones with no preservatives, it's just like it's giving water with like the yeah. essence of oat. If you're going that route, I'd say just make it yourself because it's way better. Yeah. Like at what cost? Literally at what cost? To- like <laughs> just add a splash of oatly in your latte and you will be better. You will off. A little yes. a little oil never hurt anyone, <laughs> let me tell you what. But I'll get off my soapbox. That's my that's my oat milk spiel. I love it. I normally judge it on um I love to go off of packaging. And so oatly is like typically my favorite. Oh yeah. But- and they Thank kill you. it with the advertising. If you've ever gotten like, oh, yeah. targeted ads from them, I love their Instagram. I feel like that's a big Gen Z thing is like we really do judge companies based on like their advertising and like the look of their merchandise. But mm-hmm. what can I say? We shop with our eyes first. Oh, yeah. And it goes even deeper. Like I feel like I've always been a packaging girl or like mm-hmm. a branding girl. If there's yeah. cute packaging, like I'll pick that one over the – ugly one mm-hmm. but now it goes into like i'll look up the social media and be like do you have a cool like social like, media manager can i and actually I can associate with you i don't know right right like if i tag <laughs> you in my instagram story and people click on it are they gonna be like huh or are they gonna be like no yeah i want to buy this too <laughs> exactly that's enough on that though <laughs> <laughs> the next one biggest celeb blunders i didn't even know what this meant i had to google it apparently it means like the biggest mistake so I take mm-hmm. it like the biggest mess up from a celebrity. I think right now what's on my mind is Michaela. Yep. Have you seen the TikToks about the mascara? Oh, have we? It's like my whole For You page. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar, I don't even know her last name, but this girl, Michaela, she has like 20 million followers mm-hmm. on TikTok. And she's a beauty guru of sorts, like reviews different products and does tutorials. And she did this. I think it was Maybelline. If it's not, I'm so sorry. Was it Maybelline? I don't know, actually, but some sort of drugstore brand. Yeah, yeah, drugstore mascara, which we love an affordable option. And Mm -hmm. like, that's wonderful. But what we don't love is liars. And and she lied through her teeth. No, literally, (laughs) she did like a demonstration of putting it on and she put it on one eye and she was like, this is wonderful. And it looked like a good mascara. It made her lashes longer. It looked pretty. And then it did a hard cut to like the finished makeup look. She had Demi Wispies on. Oh, like I, I can spot that from a mile away. You had falsies on. She, I love that it, it was so obviously Ardell Demi Wispies too. Like you could, if you had chosen something more like less popular, noticeable, mm-hmm. like maybe you could get away with it. But like we all know what that looks like. Oh, and yeah. like you said, the mascara looked fine. Like she could have stopped there. But mm-hmm. yeah, or even like if you want to be a liar and a cheat, put some individuals on. Yes. don't go with the whole strip. No. Like we can see the band. We're not. Yeah. I think it's honestly like insulting to her audience's intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like you really think just dumb yeah. people follow you? You think you can trick them? It's disrespectful. So yeah. I'd say that's a big old blunder if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel for like the brand too because now that makes them look bad. And yeah. I, I mean, we who even knows like what the conversation was like about their expectations for the ad and whatnot. But like, 
definitely backfired for both parties. Oh, yeah. And just like with my little bit of background in content creation, she had to send that to the brand to be yes, like they're not they're not innocent in this. They saw that and they said, yep, post it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to eat this up. Yeah. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. And I don't even want to know how much money she got paid because I I will throw up. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, another one, which I feel like a lot of people think this is like a blender uh, Austin Butler's Elvis voice. So I actually watched Elvis for the first time like two weeks ago, but I'm sure we all have seen his interviews ever since the movie. The The Elvis voice accent has just like simply not gone away. <laughs> it's embarrassing at this point. I know. I know Emma will defend him until the day she dies. Oh, I will. I will. I will be here to speak the truth. That is unacceptable and embarrassing. He's Please, very beautiful let it rest. to me. Let it rest. Give it up. Like you're fine. You I know, don't have but to be I, Elvis. It literally. I and I saw a comment on like a TikTok where they were like, "What is he gonna do when he gets in another role?" And like, he, you got to drop the act. I mean. Yeah. You got to give it up at some point. I saw a video of him and and somebody was calling him out. I don't know if it was like an interview or it seemed like he was like accepting an award. I don't know. But there was like Mm -hmm. a crowd of people basically asking him questions and somebody called him out for it. And he was like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think I sound like him. I'm like, (laughs) please, please just either own up to it or let let it rest, please. Yeah. Own up to it and be like, I just like can't. Like, I was in character for so long. Like, I don't know. But, like, we don't – I can admit that his voice does sound different, okay? (laughs) If my boyfriend is listening to this, I'm lying. This was, like, a big argument about um, whether or not he's he's faking. I think he maybe, like, enjoyed the attention from it and is like, I'm going to milk this. Like, I am him. He went too far in the role and maybe he's stuck. Mm-hmm. But he was getting plenty of attention before. He's always been that. He has that always guy. been an it guy. Absolutely. Don't ruin it. Don't mm-hmm. don't get cringy. Yes. Yeah. It's will... too early for that. Yeah, no. I like if it gets if it goes on for any longer, it has to be some sort of mental illness. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's getting it's getting to be too much for a me. A diagnosis personally. will be needed. Yeah. Carrying on with like celebs, we were asked best pop culture moments of 2023 so far. We're still only in January, but there have been some big things. Speaking of the Dubai Tart trip, for any of our influencer followers out there, um, the makeup brand Tart sent a bunch of, I think primarily Gen Z, TikTok influencers, beauty gurus to this incredible Dubai trip, like first class plane tickets, like thousand dollar, like multiple thousands of dollars a night resort doing like the sand dunes and stuff. Like they were riding camels. (laughs) It was (laughs) intense and it's still getting a lot of like talk. People are like, one, they're kind of surprised and like shocked by it, but I, I feel like you and I were like, we've followed this beauty guru, I guess, industry for so long that like these trips are not new. No. And for me personally, it wasn't even that it was like so good that made it so iconic. It was just like absurd, honestly. Yes. Like the amount of money, the people that went on it, and like the fact that none of them used Tarte products in any of their videos. <laughs> And they dumped, like, millions into Mm -hmm. this trip. I just, like, I want to be behind the scenes and and see, like, did that even increase their sales? Like, I know. It didn't make me want to buy any products. It just, like, made me tune in and be like, 
Exactly. Damn, what are they doing in Dubai today? It makes me wonder if like maybe this trip was more centered around like brand awareness and brand affinity. Like maybe they're just trying to like let this like Gen Z audience know that they're like, I don't know, there. Because I feel like mm-hmm. they like you said, they're not really talked about. People don't use a ton of Tarte products anymore, but maybe this is just the beginning. I don't know. I remember I did love Tarte back in the day. I don't even remember what products I used, but they were like a big brand. And then I feel yeah. like the peak was shape tape. And then yep, they kind of true. haven't had any like big bangers since then. So maybe you're right. This was just to like get back on the map and yeah. be like, we still got it. We got this money and we're yeah. going to show it. We're coming to play. <laughs> yeah. And did you hear that there's rumored to be another trip coming in March? I don't know where, but. <gasps> I didn't. Uh, yeah. I did not. I know. Yeah. So I we'll did see. see TikToks though of people being like, I specifically this one guy was making a lot of videos about it and being like, these poor girls and their moms are never coming back from Dubai. Like, this is a trap. <laughs> like, this doesn't make sense. It's too much money. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on, but like, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Like, something's going on yeah. here. And I'm like, bro, you clearly weren't at the Bora Bora trip. Like, you no. weren't, you, you, you don't there. know Dote. You don't know Dotecella. You don't mm-hmm. know any of it. Like, this, this is nothing new. Yeah. Brands have been doing this for so long. I feel like they did take a big hiatus, but like yeah. back with the YouTube girlies back in like 2016 or something, they were flying those girls out everywhere. everywhere. They got Worldwide. them in the villas at Bora Bora. Like they're swimming in the bluest water. Mm-hmm. They were living the life. And they Dubai, were. yeah, maybe this is like going to make other brands step up and, and we're just going to be getting lavish brand trip content, which yeah. I'm here for. I think it's so interesting. Oh, yeah. I love to follow along. And like sometimes if I don't even follow all of the the influencers there, I'll still go and watch their content because I just like need to know what they're doing. I fall for it. Yeah. I didn't really follow anybody, of course, other than Alex Earl. Yes. Our queen. Alex. Our queen and savior. Queen. I follow her and keep up with what she's posting, but I don't think I followed any of the other girls on the trip, but I would check their accounts and be like, yeah. Ooh, what are they doing? Yeah. What are they doing? up to? <laughs> Yeah. I love that Alex, didn't she like leave early to go home and go to like a frat party? Oh my God. I don't know. I didn't see that. <laughs> I think she did. So funny. <laughs> and I love I that love everyone that. brought their moms. That's so cute. I know. So cute. Still speaking of Dubai, like that weekend, there was also the iconic Beyonce performance at like this luxury uh, resort. I, I don't know which one it was, but I've been seeing a lot about her performance too. It was incredible. I was completely unaware of this. I live under a rock. I did not know that Beyonce performed anywhere. I can't believe you just admitted that. I know. I'll have to look it up later, but I'm sure it was iconic and wonderful. Yes. She was like amazing, yes. but I just have Absolutely. not seen it yet. She was getting like lifted on this thing and there were fireworks and like water shooting everywhere. It was it was intense. It was great. I'll have to look it up. Sounds fun. One of my favorite pop culture moments so far is just in general the Kim and North TikTok. (laughs) I love it. I wish their comments were on so bad because first Mm -hmm. of all, I'd be hyping them up. Second of all, I want to see what other people are saying. I respect it. It's a smart move as a mother to have the comments turned off, but oh, what I would do to have them turned on. Why do I try to read the comments every time though? I know. Every single TikTok, I click that comment button. I'm like, oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, nothing there. (laughs) Every time though. Yeah, some of my favorites... I like the ones that Kim's been doing alone. I think mm-hmm. those are kind of funny just because she's like, she's so sweet and I do love her, but she's very much giving millennial in all of yes. them. <laughs> she like qu- doesn't quite know how to use TikTok. Like a year behind on trends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she'll use sounds that you're like, 
I forgot about this. Yes. Yeah, so I think that's funny. I also love the ones that North has been making alone with her little siblings. She's just the sweetest. She's the sweetest older sister. And like, did you see the one of her and I think Chicago? I don't really know all their names, but they were doing each other's hair, like their edges. Yes, the edges. It was so so sweet. And the little boy, I don't know his name. I don't Saint? Either. Saint, I think. Yeah, they're Saint and Psalm, but I don't know. Mm. Okay, well, one of them, they were they were all making milkshakes, and it was just so oh, sweet. I She'd saw be that. like, do you want to pour it? Like, she was really, like, in her mother mode, and yeah. it was just so sweet. I feel like a lot of the time she's portrayed as, like, very sassy because mm-hmm. she gives it to the paparazzi, which as, as she should. As she should. Yeah. Like, she stands up for herself. She's independent. She's strong, but she's mm-hmm. also so sweet. So and sweet. I think so patient. I love yeah, so patient. I love that we're getting to see that side of her. I don't Me even too. know. how. Do you know how old she is? I don't. I, it's so strange, though. Like, I feel like she should not be as old as she is. Like, no. I hate to be, like, that person that's like, oh, you grew up so fast. But <laughs> they really are. Like, I feel like yeah. Kim was just pregnant with North. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know how old she is, but she's just – I can't wait until she gets to, like, her teenage years oh, because I yes. know she's going to be so that good. girl. Oh, yes. yeah. All of them, to be honest, they're so yeah. cute. They're gonna have the most slayed stylists, makeup mm-hmm. artists, hair stylists. They're gonna be serving looks when they get their own Instagrams. I'm so ready for it. Another question we got was to address the trend of anti seed oil. I think I'll take the stage on this yes, one. Please. Any any educate any nutrition me. question? <laughs> yeah, I do have a degree in nutrition, uh, so yeah, educated. Yeah, but I don't really get it. To me, it's yeah. giving high carb low fat vegan vibes which no. if you were there you know and it was traumatizing very traumatizing yeah so it's kind of giving that i don't know like where the fat fear is coming from and it yeah. also logistically doesn't make sense to me because i think from like a scientific standpoint i think what it roots back to is like some oils have higher omega-6s than omega-3s mm. and some have higher omega-3s than omega-6s And omega-6s are theorized to be inflammatory, where uh, omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. Okay. And so, like, the ratio matters to an extent, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, like, olive oil, for example, has higher omega-3s, so it's anti-inflammatory. And people are like, okay, that one's okay. But then canola oil, which is widely hated on, is higher in omega-3s as well. So you would think it would be anti-inflammatory from that standpoint but then mm-hmm. everybody's like i don't eat this because it has Ooh. canola oil and it's it's inflammatory i'm like okay first of all define inflammatory for me yeah. and tell me how you know it's inflammatory for you because that's a bunch of bs show me the carfax no for real so i don't know where the fear is coming from and how people are choosing which oils are good and which oils are bad i also think not to sound too woke but i think it comes down to like accessibility like absolutely Olive oil is like $20 a pop, whereas mm-hmm. a container of canola oil is like $5 a pop. Yeah. And so if you're getting on Instagram and you have no credentials to be saying anything about anything and you're like, canola oil is gross, it's causing disease, it's full of toxins. What if somebody like that's all they can afford? Yeah. They need something to cook their food in. And if canola oil is the choice that makes sense for their lifestyle and their needs and like their budget, then who are you to say it's gross or toxic? Absolutely. I think people need to be more mindful on how they they speak about things, especially food. Like food insecurity is such a big, big um, thing, especially in this country that you just like – I think people in that mindset forget that like 
they are living a very privileged life to be able to think that deeply about what they're using and to be able to afford like quote unquote better alternatives. Yeah. Especially with like packaged foods foods as well. Any food mm-hmm. with like preservatives or added like sugar or something. I I see a lot of like wellness girlies posting like, "Oh, this has a bunch of weird ingredients." Or like, "This yeah. has a bunch of gross ingredients." If you can't ingredients. read it, then <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, please, because those are convenient, affordable foods. Yeah. Like, sorry, not everyone can afford siete tortillas or like, you know, you <laughs> know what I mean? Yes. Which like, being completely transparent, I, I normally buy those foods. Like, yeah. I love a fun, trendy, healthy, quote unquote food. So yeah, I buy those sometimes, but I'm also not going to freak out if my food is like cooked in vegetable oil. It's just right. really not that deep. And I also think no food causes or cures any disease or like right. anything like that. So people always make claims like canola oil is causing cancer, or causing heart disease. I'm like, no, it's not. Like just eat a varied and balanced diet and yeah. you'll be good to go. People love to just say things. I'm like, what are your credentials? Oh, yeah. And, Let me know. and it's it all like flows with the trends too. Like I know in like mm-hmm. two years, nobody's going to be talking about seed oil. They're going to choose some other food to demonize. Right. And they're going to be like, all the, all the people that were keto and carnivore now are going to be like, oh, protein is the enemy, you know? It's <laughs> just like, it's just like, who has the time? Who has the energy to keep up with all of that? There's always going to be something. Oh, yeah. It's sad. It is. Our next question was kind of like giving us a few different topics that we could talk about. So we have living with change, broken arm, moving to a new city, and dealing with relationships or breakups. We can start with living with change if you want yeah let's do it I think this is like a complex thing for me because Mm -hmm. Emma and I are both Virgos (laughs) we love stability we love routine we love structure organization so I feel like for most of my life I was like I can't do change like change Mm -hmm. stresses me out it's overwhelming it's just like not my thing I'd rather like stick to what I know and not really be too spontaneous But then I was like, I'm bored. This is Mm -hmm. boring. And so lately, especially I feel like the past year, I've gone through so much change just like with the stage of life that I'm at. Mm -hmm. I graduated. I got married. I moved to a new state where I have like no friends and family. So it's been a lot of change. Mm -hmm. And I think through that, just like getting to know myself and being honest with myself, I'm like, no, this has actually been the most fun year of my life. Yeah. Like I've had the least structure and the least like stability that I've ever had. But I've also had the most fun and I've kind of let go of a lot of that. And I don't really put myself in the box of like somebody who doesn't like change anymore. I just kind of like am going with the flow and and seeing how it works out. And so, yeah, yeah, that's what I've been doing. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I, as a fellow Virgo, also struggle with change. I have to always like really think about it as like change means growth and progression in life. Like I think – the change comes from like transitional periods between new seasons of life and we kind of need those in order to like continue to grow and evolve and like move up in in society i guess and as we get older change is just bound to happen so yeah it, it sucks and it's hard to deal with but unfortunately that's just like the steps of life and it needs to happen in order to even like get the the goals and achieve the goals that we have. And I feel like often, even if it feels like bad changes, it's kind of like the universe's way of like making room in your life and like kind of cleansing your life to to be ready for the good things that are going to come in. 
Yeah. I think it's also reframing even just your mindset around it. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at it like, oh, no, this is scary. Like, I I have to do this thing that, like, I've never done before or whatever it is. And you look at it like it's bad or, like, it sucks or, like, it's scary. If you just reframe it to, like, oh, this is a new opportunity. This is, like, yeah. something that I get to do. And this is – I'm so excited for it. It kind of – that's what I've been doing at least. And it's made it so much more interesting. And I feel like a lot of the time, even if in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, God, like this sucks or like, I don't know how this is going to work out. Then six months or like a year down the road, I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm so glad that I did that. Or I'm so glad that that happened to me because now it all makes sense and it all worked out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think being more open minded and and changing your mindset around it is the way to go. Love it. And I think they yeah. want to know how your broken arm is going. <laughs> <laughs> tell the if people you, yeah if you haven't been following me on tiktok or instagram you wouldn't know this but actually very exciting news today i might get the cast taken off so it might be the Yay. end of this era today <laughs> but about four weeks ago on christmas actually <laughs> i was on a snowboarding trip with my in-laws and the whole family and i was trying to do a little trick and i fell and i broke my arm or my wrist, I guess, um, in a couple different places. So it was very painful. And I was, like I said, with my in-laws, the whole family. So I wasn't trying to ruin Christmas and make a big deal and be like, take me to the hospital and like crying and stuff. (laughs) So I tried to suck it up and I was like, no, guys, it's fine. Like, it's totally, it's all good. But I actually broke a spot on both sides of my wrist. So it started swelling like very oddly. It like morphed into a weird shape. And they were like, yeah, you need to go get that checked out. Because it looked (laughs) like it was dislocated. Like, even the doctor was like, it's it's my biggest fear for it to, like, have yep. something dislocated and have them reset it or, like, re-break mm-hmm. something. It's literally, it sends shivers down my spine. And so the doctor looked at it and he was like, yeah, uh, we're just waiting on the x-rays to come back, but we'll probably reset it and then get the cast on. I went into panic mode, but luckily it, everything was in place. It just looked super funky. But with that being said, it's all been uphill from there. It's been healing That's great. That's good. Yeah. I've been in a cast for four weeks And they thought I might need surgery, but everything has been healing really well. So I don't need surgery. It's sorting itself out. And hopefully I get my cast taken off and I can switch into a brace. I would love to wash my arm. I would do anything. Oh, my God. (laughs) So if I could get the cast taken off today and I could like take a nice bath and put both my hands in the water, it will be a happy day for me. (laughs) I'm, I'm manifesting that for you. Thank you. Thank you. Course. And then what's it been like moving to a new city? I feel like, I don't know, I don't have much to, to speak to on that, but you just moved like a different state. So like I said, I grew up in Arizona and then I moved to LA for a little over a year right after high school. So that was like its own thing, but it was pretty short and I feel like I didn't really ever like process <laughs> like why I did that or like what happened. So I don't know. That was a weird one. And then I moved back to Arizona for school And I did college there. And then my husband uh, was looking for jobs and we just weren't really loving it in Arizona. It just was like, we've done our time here. It's done what it's needed to and we're ready to move on and yeah, take a little bit of a risk because we don't know anyone. So he started applying to jobs in a couple different cities and he ended up getting one in Denver. So we moved here and I really like it here. It's it's super fun, but I guess it has been kind of hard with the change aspect, just like being away from friends and family. I've never been somebody who had like a ton of friends, but I feel like right before I moved, I had finally gotten like 
the perfect set of friends. And so Mm -hmm. I was really sad to move away. Emma also just moved back to Phoenix. Yeah. Shortly before I moved. And she literally moved right across the street from me. We were like next door (laughs) neighbors. I'd walk over. Yeah. Yeah. We would go on little walks. She would come use the gym at my complex. Mm -hmm. We were were living the life. And then I was like, turns out, turns out I'm moving. So yeah, I had to go. But it's been nice. I think also it's kind of helped to have like a built-in little best friend having a husband that you live yeah. with. Like, yeah, I never feel alone or lonely because I always have him, but it has been hard being away from my family and my parents and stuff. So sweet. Yeah. But I really like it here and I can always, you know, go back and visit. We're, we're going back uh, next month. So it'll be Slide. nice to see everyone. Yeah. yeah. The next prong of that question was relationships and breakups. <laughs> There's a lot we could say. Here, oh, yeah. But. I feel like that's a whole episode. <laughs> I but... know. Yeah. We'll just give a little teaser. Yeah. Today. A little teaser. I mean, breakups are like the worst thing in the world. Like it literally feels like the world has ended and you'll never recover. But somehow you always do. I don't know. I'm like, that's never nice to hear in the moment. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's annoying. But like time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it just takes time. Yeah, I feel like sucks. one day you'll just wake up and then you'll like not think of them anymore and you'll be like, oh, like, yeah. I guess I'm getting over it. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, I've actually never been broken up with. I've always done the breaking up. So I'm not the best person for advice of this because I'm like, I'm the villain in this story. <laughs> and I have only ever been broken up with. So I love that. Guys. <laughs> I sure have been dubbed. But I've always been like glad that it happened at the end of the day. I mean, like, I'm, like, in a really great relationship now, too. So it's, like, someday you'll be with someone and you'll be, like, oh, I'm so glad it didn't work out with those people. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It just – it'll make sense eventually. The yeah. universe will kind of show you why it needed to end. Yeah. I feel like that's all we should say because I do yeah. want to do a whole Yeah, we want to do a big deep dives. Totally. Yeah. The next question we got, I really like this one. Oh, I'm ready for this one. it's how do we not get anxiety to post things and how do we put ourselves out there me and emma have always been chronically online (laughs) we've been posting online whether it be youtube or instagram or now like tiktok and this podcast Mm -hmm. since we were like 13 yeah like i remember i think it was in middle school i like built up a little bit of an instagram following yeah and that was my first introduction to it of like posting and and having people at school find it Mm-hmm. And just having to be like, okay, well, I don't care, you know? Yeah. But it's definitely been a journey. I feel like especially with this podcast, we were like kind of nervous mm-hmm. because it, it it's putting yourself out there in a new way, like talking for an hour straight and yeah. and being confident enough that people are going to care to listen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's just like, I, I truly don't care. And I get embarrassed actually pretty easily which is something that I've had to work on a lot because mm-hmm. I feel like people can sense that if you're embarrassed right. about something or if they bring it up and you're like, oh, no, please, I don't want to talk about it. Then they like kind of know that that's a weak spot for you and they can mm-hmm. make fun of you for it. So I think like even faking it until you make it, just being confident with it. And I think if you come at it from like a confident approach, it can cause other people to be intimidated because mm-hmm. you're putting yourself out there and you're confident about it. And so that, in another way, kind of opens yourself up for criticism because people are intimidated by it. But yeah, I think just like owning it 
and yeah and understanding that if people make fun of you it's just a reflection of their own insecurities because they would never be confident enough to do what you're doing totally I think like owning it can also mean like beating them to the punch like I remember in high school I had a YouTube channel and I remember it started to gain like I would have like a couple thousand followers or subscribers and I was like oh my gosh like this is growing and like people at school don't know yet. And like, I, I was like really embarrassed about it. And, but I loved doing it that I like, it wasn't going to stop me, but I decided like, I'm going to beat them to the punch. And I just like started, I, like you, we said earlier, I had like one Twitter and I started posting about my videos on my main Twitter that I knew school people followed me on. And so like to show that I didn't care. I just like was very open about it. And like if people asked me about it, I like tried to speak about it with confidence. And people did like talk about it. I know like, well, behind my back, not never to my face. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it helps to just like if you show that it's not you're not embarrassed, then it's not embarrassing. And Mm -hmm. like you said, I think people are intimidated when you're able to put yourself out there with so much confidence. I think everyone secretly would like admire that and be like, oh, I wish like I had the confidence and and guts to to do it because most people love social media these days and most people enjoy posting. Everyone wants to do it. So just do it. It's also just like, I think people are more interested in it than anything. If people are right. asking you questions about it, I feel like a lot of the time it can take it you can take it as them trying to embarrass you or like Mm -hmm. trying to make fun of you. But I think it is just interesting, especially if you're like making money off of it and people Mm -hmm. like just want to know. I think if somebody starts like asking you questions about it or trying to bring it up, don't get defensive. Just totally answer the questions like you would if it was any other hobby or job or anything. And I think like if you're open about it, you'll attract other like-minded people. Like that's how me and Emma became friends because I saw she was doing it and it was like mm-hmm. right before me and my friend Dom actually were going to start making videos. And so I was mm-hmm. like, I remember we were just talking about it and, you know, talking about how you did it. And yeah, we were just both like excited for each other and yeah, and it kind of made our bond stronger. So totally. Yeah, I think just own it, be open about it and see where it takes you. Yeah. And if people are like really judgmental about it, that's honestly like really weird of them. Like these days, like if you care about what I'm posting online so much that like you can't stop talking about it, one, thank you for like the views and engagement. Um, But also like that's so weird of you and embarrassing. And then our last question um, is kind of a good one to close this out is what topics are we most excited to talk about? So we've already kind of mapped out some episode ideas, but honestly, I like always feel free to message us if you have something you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. But a big thing that Madison and I are both very passionate about and that's kind of like connected us is manifestation mm-hmm. um, and just like the, the art of being delusional and thinking <laughs> the universe revolves around you. We would love to do a deep dive on how like that's kind of impacted our lives and, and lifestyle. Yeah. I remember that's a topic that we would always talk about together on YouTube, mm-hmm. like way back in the day. And I think it's kind of becoming more popular now with lucky girl syndrome and like yes. being delusional and stuff like that. So I think that'd be a fun one. I'm also just excited to like always be talking about new stuff. Yes. I feel like this podcast is so open-ended and like whatever people want us to talk about, whatever we're really excited about at the time, I'm just excited to like have an outlet. Yeah. So I'm excited for it to be changing all the time and it. always, always have new stuff to chat about. Exactly. Like chatting about like what's going on in the world. Like in the spring will be Coachella season and I'm so – like I am always like 
chronically scrolling through like Coachella hashtags <laughs> and like seeing what people are wearing and like who's performing and watching the live streams on YouTube and stuff. So I think there should be some fun, fun Coachella stuff to chat about when that happens. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I'm excited about the fashion because yeah. there's always, always some really good ones and some really interesting ones. Yes. <laughs> Maybe and- we can do a a best and worst dressed or something. Yeah, that'd be super fun. I think sometimes, like, the people that have the interesting ones, they get shit on so much that I, like, almost feel bad. But it's yeah. just, like, who styled you? Like, I know you didn't pick it out yourself, so it's not mm-hmm. your fault. But, like, why? <laughs> I feel like it's always safer to just go minimal. I feel like mm-hmm. when you get too too maxed out on, on the look, people start to struggle to digest it. But Mm-hmm. I feel like simple always looks like, oh, wow, she's like, she doesn't care. She's not trying. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. The the James Charles assless chaps a couple years ago. But you ago, know what? That, like- Iconic. <laughs> and we'll never forget. <laughs> we'll never forget. But that did like cross, that crossed a line to where I feel like people either got scared and started playing it more safe or got like a boost of confidence and were like, yeah. if you can do that, then I'm going to do this. I'm going to have my so, cheeks out too. Oh, yeah. That was an iconic turning point, I feel like. Totally. I'm also excited to have guests on. Yeah. I don't know when we'll start introducing guests, but I'm definitely excited to have like fun friends mm-hmm. and fellow content creators yes. on here because yeah, some of my favorite podcasts are ones that like are always talking to new people because mm-hmm. it just adds a new perspective and also you can find like your new favorite people through that. A lot of the yes. people that I follow are like people that I heard on podcasts and I didn't know who they were before I listened. And then I fell in love with them. So I'm super excited to just like, yeah, chat with other people and and see who we have on. It's going to be so fun. (laughs) Well, that was our last question. I hope you all enjoyed or, I don't know, found this entertaining. (laughs) Felt like we were all hanging out, chatting together. Thanks for coming to band practice. Yeah, thank you for showing up to band. (laughs) Thanks for joining the band, being with the band. Welcome to the band. <laughs> We're gonna really drive that. We're gonna like yeah. capitalize off of that. All of our merch, all of our social yes. media marketing will be like, we are in a band, even yeah. though it has nothing to do with the band. I feel like people are gonna be confused and be like, wait. So like are you in a band or or what? <laughs> exactly. You get yeah, it. Or exactly. You don't. Exactly. Simple as that. If you know, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll see you every Wednesday. We'll have a new episode. So yeah, I hope you're having a good Wednesday or whenever you're listening to this. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys can tell how excited we are about this because this is so Emma fun. and I, yeah, <laughs> no, we're living it up. Like, I feel like this is my new social media or favorite social mm-hmm. media thing to do. Like, just hop on and chatting for an hour. Sign me up. Love so it. I hope I hope that translated well and you guys can tell how yeah. how elated we are with this Ooh, new journey. That's weird. <laughs> I know this is like the most we've like ever talked as Virgos, but I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you guys. And we'll see you at the next band practice. Bye. Kisses.